Hey folks, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. Welcome to Friday Night Beers, a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand. But that you probably won't, and it'll only make sense to us. Either way, we hope you'll be entertained. I am pretty confident you're going to be entertained by this one because I am just over the moon about this upcoming episode. Wow, over the moon. That might be the first time that you... No, no, never mind. (laughs) Never mind. Yeah, no, it's another pun about the beer. Tell us what we're drinking. We are drinking one of my very favorite beers. It's called Moon Man from New Glarus Brewing Company, based in New Glarus, Wisconsin. Vince, we got a lot to cover in this this intro, so let's bust it we're out. We're just gonna get right to it. Um, this is a Wisconsin-based beer. Um, Tell me what that means exactly. Can I get it anywhere else? You literally cannot. No, they will not let you technically carry this outside of state lines. We won't say where we're, where we're recording this, but um, <laughs> no, this, they take this shit very seriously at New Glarus Brewing Company. Um, the man who started this is a man named Dan Carey. No, and, no, no. It's his wife, actually, is what I'm reading. Oh, his wife his started? Wife start, so his wife is the one who runs it. But Dan is the the brew. So Deb, yeah. Deb is all the brains, is what I've understood. And Dan is the brewmaster. Got it. That's what I meant to say. But Dan, No, no, no worries. Yeah, Dan is the, he's the genius behind the beer itself. Um, he literally has a PhD in, in beer science. Um, I'm glossing over a lot of the details, but all you need to know is that this is a this is a very well run operation. Um, and Vince, I know that there's um, some unique parts of the process of making Moonman specifically, so I'd love for you to tell us about that. Well, maybe maybe we'll talk about what what exactly what the style is and, yeah. and the ABV real quick. So it's a No Coast Pale Ale, which I mistakenly thought was short for North Coast, but Tom. Oh yeah, you informed me. <laughs> yeah, so it actually is a play on you know the whole East Coast West Coast thing. It's sort of a Midwestern light rebellion by saying no coast, um, because other than lakes, Wisconsin is not does not have a lot of coastline. And it's described flavor wise as bold and engaging without pretense, which is a very Wisconsin thing to say. Yep. Uh, the description: You hold a session beer with bright, bold blend of five hops that flirt obligingly with the smooth, malty backside. And then this is a very important piece. Don't let this one lay around. It is brewed to be enjoyed today. Now that is interesting because of the way that they they bottle. They don't actually have any artificial carbonation. So essentially it's as if you or I brewed it and then left it in a bottle or a can. Like it's eventually something's going to escape. It's going to get flat. So yeah. it's best to drink these Whenever you can, like as soon as you get them. Which I usually do, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) But just to throw a little bit more out there and give you a little more insight on Dan, this guy loves beer so much and is so invested in this. For the first batch of Moon Man, he personally oversaw the the hop harvest in fields in Washington. This is a man who lives in Wisconsin, went all the way to Washington to make sure everything was right. He's not fucking around. Absolutely not. And then he started perfecting the hop blend alone. Took him six months. He finally laid it out with five varieties of it, which we already mentioned. Three are apparently not commonly used in American style ales. I'll be interested in seeing what those are in a bit. 
but importantly, it's dry hop two and a half times as much as is commonly practiced in dry hop beer. So we're not talking about double dry hop. We're talking about double and a quarter dry hop, which is like if there was a double quarter pounder, there is a double quarter pounder with cheese. I was going to say, that sounds like a future Fast and Furious sequel with its uh, <laughs> nonsensical numerine system. <laughs> but go on. Um, um, yeah, so Moon Man, I'm curious where this name came from. I, I didn't know this either, but it's actually named after uh, the a seriously cool cat um, who was uh, an actual cat from one oh, of the... Oh, it's an actual... Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just like a cool cat, like a guy, like, oh, he's a cool cat. You no, know, apparently it was uh, it found his forever home with Jared, who was a brewer at New Glarus. Um, Moon Man the Cat is so easygoing and confident, even dog people love him, and his love is genuinely reciprocated. Um, so basically, you know, this guy Jared, who worked for the company, um, sort of inspired the name... And it's perhaps his relaxed nature is what makes it such a great impression um, on all of those that he meets and, and everyone who kind of drinks this beer. I have to say, for all the times that I've had Moon Man, I felt pretty relaxed and pretty comfortable. So I'd say it's well. That's kind of a Wisconsin thing, isn't it? It's all about you know going up there, right. sitting by a lake, having your beer. You you work hard during the week. You work hard during the day. So have a nice yeah. beer and relax. One thing I do want to say, it's interesting that. A, a brewer would have such large input, especially not one who created it right. in the naming of it. But that is not that's not uncommon for these guys. Right? They're actually they're employee owned, which is very cool. And actually, when they got started, uh, Deb, Dan's wife, essentially had had enough. They had been traveling across the United States, going to different jobs, different brew jobs that, and she was becoming increasingly you know, uh, disillusioned with the whole industry. And one day just said, enough's enough. Said, Dan, I want to start a brewery. I want you to be my head brewer. And they did it. They went all the way out to Wisconsin. And now they've created a, not just one beer, but six or seven really yeah. fantastic beers. The most famous one is... Spotted Cow. And again, they're only available in Wisconsin. And it's actually, I think, as we mentioned, illegal to purvey it outside of that that hasn't stopped people from trying <laughs> yeah uh, it's very it's very much illegal you know uh you can't that's why you can't like get it on tap somewhere outside of wisconsin um and this might be a hot take but i, I do think moon man is their best beer i know spotted cow is the flagship but i do like it but uh i'm pumped for you to try it you've never had it i've had it um for years so. i am i am too i do have to say though that Perhaps the folks at the Maple Tavern in Minnesota disagree with your take that Moon Man's the best. Oh, do they, they literally smuggled kegs of spotted cow across the border to their bar in Minnesota and started illegally pouring it off, off tap. Well, the only thing I'll say about that is I know that Minnesota and Wisconsin have a close relationship, so much so that both flagship universities get reciprocity for tuition with students. So oh, I didn't know that. You can get in-state tuition at Minnesota or vice versa if you live in both states. So I think as far as stealing goes, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, you know, stealing a cookie from, like, your sibling or something. Yeah, if stealing a cookie from your sibling was a felony, let's crack these. <laughs> oh, boy. I can't wait. What the? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. This is... 
Oh, yeah. wow. That's not, hoppy. It's super hoppy. That's very and, hoppy. My dad would love this. And oh. when you do pour this into a, a glass later, you will notice how, how dark it is. Oh, man, that's so good. That's good. Yeah. I wish I had a spot of cow to, to side-by-side taste, but... Yeah. That's good. I mean, I'm, I'm I'll just... forward. I'll just be transparent. I love this beer, and I also have a very special connection to it because... You mentioned being on a lake in Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, you know, my my group of friends uh, from the town of Riverside, we have spent a lot of time on lakes in Wisconsin, specifically one lake, Paddock Lake, uh, home of the Allberg family. We've mentioned that on the show. He lives in Milwaukee. Yeah. He's a Wisconsin man. And, you know, whenever I have Moon Man, I'm usually with those guys, and we're usually... Uh, laughing a lot and being very silly, so it's hard for me to separate my mental attachment with those experiences uh, from this beer. Having said that, it's just as fantastic as I remembered it. It's a good beer. I've, I'm sitting here having a sip. It is heavy. The crushability factor is going to be low on this for me. Well, speak for yourself because I I think it's quite crushable and. I will also say that this beer and all of the new Glarus beers, they weren't not available in cans until very recently. It's been kind of like a few years since yeah. they were available in cans. They were exclusively in bottles for a very long time, in addition to being exclusively in Wisconsin. So, you know, I definitely recommend giving it a shot in its you know original form, but... You can also get it on draft at most places in Wisconsin. I mean, it's really become like, you know, the worst kept secret in Wisconsin. I love the worst kept. I guess worst kept the, secret. The worst Wisconsin. The worst in Wisconsin. <laughs> the, I can't remember it. Yeah, I, we paid how much for a English major for me in college, and I can't I, remember. I didn't pay. It's not assonance. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Anyways, I I, I want to go very specific. Uh, very specific in my comparison on this because it goes hard it goes hard in the paint it goes hard from uh its start we already talked about it yeah dan daniel not sure danny i don't know what he likes to be called but i'm gonna call him dan daniel yeah danny boy (laughs) the whole that's my dad's name it's fine he went hard enough that he went all the way out to washington to oversee this like this is clearly his baby beer is his baby he loves it and he goes all the way in and what i want to compare this to is uh and it's interesting because i believe the name of the uh the movie might have been the man in the moon man on the moon man on the moon with jim carrey with jim carrey as uh andy kaufman and they made a documentary about it and it's incredible i've seen it yeah he goes all out. He would not leave the character. He would not leave the character. And it's actually it's very interesting when you talk about Jim Carrey and his interactions with directors because you see a lot of them in that documentary. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. What is the, the documentary called? Uh, I think it might just be called Man on the Moon or like Andy Kaufman or something. But 
weirdly, that documentary ends up becoming about Jim Carrey just as much as it's about Andy Kaufman. Well, I, that's what I understood blurred. it yeah. was. And, and that's kind of what he was going for, yeah. right? He went so hard. It's almost like you hear about these method actors like Jared Leto doing weird shit. Like Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis is at least legit about it. Jared Leto is just like, oh my gosh, I'm the Joker. What would the Joker do? I'm going to send dead birds to all of my all of my friends <laughs> Who yeah. aren't even my friends, and they hate me, and they hate working with me. Also, I'm a yeah. knockoff Joker. I, whatever. I'm not going to get into Jared Leto, but yeah, it, that's to me what this feels like is that full immersion to the point where the director, quite frequently of that movie, would ask, "Am I talking to Jim or am I talking to Andy?" <laughs> and that's how I feel right. when I'm drinking this. Like, so much has gone into this. I am so pleased that I'm enjoying it. Yeah, well, I think that's a great that's a great analogy and it's a great way to start talking about this because I think that that really encapsulates this company and this beer so well. Like Jim Carrey, yeah, he's intense and he's he's all out. But at his best, there's like almost nothing funnier. Like you you almost like can't not appreciate how talented the guy is. He's just unbelievably skilled at what he does. And what doesn't he do? Uh, act dramatically, that's it. <laughs> well, he does do that well in in small doses, but yeah, we're fair. talking from a comedy show. A comedy perspective, yes, his brand is it's aggressive, but you know, when it's done right, like it's purely just very enjoyable and also, you know, to the Paddock Lake boys, um, that's pretty much how we treated every one of those trips. We just went very hard and very aggressive in the silliness, and to the point where we made it up, made up an entire fake show that was built around a Snapchat story called "Laughing at the Lake." I'd like to hear more about this. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not sure how much more, but well, I mean, I'm not gonna, more. I'm not going to say <laughs> I'm not going to say everything about it, but basically. The, the crux of the joke is that we would film like a fake sitcom intro set to the song Accidentally in Love by oh, Counting Crows. That's phenomenal. Yeah, and uh, just everybody had a fake name. And, you know, the whole thing was that we were just laughing the whole show, which was, you know, they were manufactured laughs for the cameras, but eventually they, they turned into real laughs. And we're talking like eight to ten minute Snapchat stories that were performed wow and most of them are saved and you know what it's got a pretty committed audience we've been doing it for several years now um i'm sure some people think it's completely obnoxious a lot like jim carrey but the ones that like it they really love it all right so if you can untether yourself from where you're first introduced in your memories here for just a hot second which just a great opportunity to throw in some inception (laughs) There, yeah. untether yourself, yep. go all the way into limbo sure. for a hot second, and give me some kind of pop culture, some 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 culturally relevant to everybody else, because your pilot has not been picked up yet. Um, so that's not that's not mainstream. I mean, in yet. my mind, we're on season four on Snapchat, <laughs> but in real life, uh, no, no one's called us. Yeah, I mean, I would say that. This is the kind of beer that you're either all the way into it or you're just 
probably not. Um, and I'm thinking about specifically, um, I think you should leave Tim Robinson. Wow. Love that. That's another guy who's yeah. committing like crazy. Right. And, you know, I recently had a friend who uh, reached out to me and was like, hey, I tried. I think you should leave. Um, I just wasn't into it. I'm like, you know what? That's completely fine. It's not for everybody. Dude, that's better than what my dad said. I showed him, I think, like baby of the year and then the receipt sketch. <laughs> he literally turned around and was like, you're weird and left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, and I think that, you know, the way you kind of describe this, where it's like it's intense, it's a lot, but you also thought it was delicious. Like, I'm sure there are, there are people that have tried this beer and they were like, I didn't really like that. But um, lots of people love it, and it's clearly got a committed audience. Um, I think that it's fantastic, and that show is also like eerily like in tune with like my comedic sensibilities. And I talk about it all the time. I've seen the new season. Um, so that's something that's, you know, relevant to right now that also kind of relates to the beer. But it's interesting because Tim Robinson, for those who don't know, was actually on Saturday Night Live. And I believe, I don't know if he was an actor. He was a writer. He briefly acted for one briefly season. Briefly did. Yeah. But he was mostly known as a writer. And what I think you should leave is, is a from my understanding, a collection of sketches that Lorne Michaels and SNL said, that's too weird even for our (laughs) cut-for-time sketches. We're not doing that. But it's completely, his entire brand of humor, which is phenomenal, is based on a complete and utter commitment to one singular fact. And it varies depending on the sketch. But he does that, and he does that so well I believe another good example of it would be in Detroiters. <laughs> Which I've just caught up on and absolutely love. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so that to me, I mean, apparently he's best friends with uh, Sam, Sam Richardson. Sam Richardson, yeah. who for those of you who are trying to put a face to the name, if you've seen Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, he's in that. He is. He's in Veep. Veep is probably his, one of his most famous ones. Yeah. Uh, he's also in the, the new movie Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt, which is kind oh, of interesting. unusual for him. Uh, usually he's just in comedies. But yeah, the two of them have a delightful bromance in They're best Detroiters. friends in real life. And they're from Detroit. And it was yeah. great to see the city like just highlighted. You know? Yeah. And the fake commercials that they make are incredible. Devereaux! <laughs> <laughs> if you've not seen Detroiters, it's worth looking up. I think it yeah. lasted maybe two seasons. Just two seasons. Uh, and it's not enough. And it's also incredibly difficult to stream. But I, f- I found a way. I found a way. And if you ask him politely and you know compliment Moon Man, maybe he'll tell you. Maybe I will. Um, you know, Vince, we really didn't get to try this out of the glass, but... Well, let's do it real quick. We can quick. do it very quickly. We'll do a quickie. Um, it's just so good. It's, I can't imagine it's better. Yeah. I. Again, this is a special one for me just because, um, you know, I have so many fond memories of it. Um, but I do think that we landed in a good spot where, you know, it's, it's definitely like... It's got an audience... And you, you can kind of go really deep with that audience. It's specific. And for those people, it's fantastic. If Saturday Night Live is, uh, let's say, Bud Light, Tim Robinson, and his specific comedy 
is more Moon Man. And you know what? Don't shoot me for saying this, but Tim Robinson might even be so far as Milkshake IPA for me. Either way, I've had this out of the glass. I taste like a minor difference. I actually like it better in the can. And I'm sure I'd like it better in the bottle too. I like the com- I like when my hops are confined. Yeah. Um, I'm ready to give this a nice four out of five inches. I'm I'm really glad to hear that. Um, I I don't know anybody who likes beer that that would dislike this, but um, it is kind of fitting that we've talked about like isolated interest because you can only get this in Wisconsin. It's definitely not a national brand, but like. It's kind of one of those things where if you do know about it, like you feel like you're part of this like unique group. Yeah. Just like, you know, people who watch I Think You Should Leave probably feel. There's no way I'm not going to give this um, a high score. I'm going to give it a 4.75 out of 5 times. Wow, we, we're still missing the 5. Yeah. Well, the 5 the five might be coming soon, but um, uh. yeah, I, I, love, I love this beer. I would never say anything bad about it. And I want to just particularly name drop Ned Alberg, Matt Mindel, Jordan Ballerine, Isaac Lortzen, uh, and of course, deep voice Mike Hansa, aka the monster. And if you do want to talk more about laughing at the lake, Vince, we can talk about that another time. But I think it's more of a show don't tell situation. Yeah. For the boys in the Chicago thread, I have some of this if you haven't tried it. So. We'll make sure you get taken care of. Yeah, and uh, we yeah, there's not much else to say. Thank, well done as usual. Um, but thanks for listening, everybody, and thanks for indulging us. He's Tom, <laughs> and he's Vince, and this has been Friday Night Beers, where we have cold beers, full cans, yeah, must booze. <laughs> We tried to do a reversal there. I don't know if Did it, it worked. Did it work? Was it cold beers? <laughs> no, we have clear eyes. Oh, clear oh, eyes. come on. Dude, all I have to remember is... <laughs> no, not even that. It's must booze. Yeah. Yikes. Oh, man. Well, you must, hate to hear it. It must be a full moon tonight. I don't know. Uh, but thanks for listening, folks. Right. Follow us on Instagram. 